It's an interesting chapter, chapter 1. We have this cosmic revelation of our Lord Jesus as the Word who was there at the beginning and has now come down to earth. And following this careful composition of words, setting the scene for the cosmic appearance of the Word and the detailed testimony from John the Baptist, the first words of Jesus to people who are coming to know him are literally, what do you seek? We see that when, um, the, when the two disciples of John turn to Jesus and he says, what are you looking for? Following John's revelation, we can also always read into the word made, made man and come across the idea of Jesus being in our midst and asking Jesus, and Jesus coming to us, sorry, and asking us, what do we seek? The choice of words is significant. It is on one level a practical question made by a man who's looking at these two guys following him down the road. But when it comes from the mouth of our Saviour, the Anointed One, it is more open-ended and penetrating. It is a question that Andrew and his companion can't answer yet. They kind of want to respond, but they don't know who he is. They know that John has pointed to him and said this cryptic message, how he's the Lamb of God. So they come out with a question that says, where are you staying? Isn't that always the case? We get, when, we're, when we're confused, it's, uh, oh, what's the weather like? Or, you know, what time is it? We always find something neutral to ask. So they ask, where are you staying? And at this point, all they seek is more time with this man who has been described as the Lamb of God. And by the time they meet Jesus and stay with him, Andrew discovers that he has found more than just another rabbi. He has found more than just another John the Baptist. And so he runs off to share his news with his brother. Seeking and finding are continual parts of the Christian life. We may already know that, like Andrew, we have found the Messiah. But that means the quest has just begun rather than ended. With Andrew staying with Jesus, he has now got another mission to go off and find his brother. And so when we ask the question, what, when Jesus comes to ask us the question, what do you seek? What are you looking for? How do you respond? What is the essential need that you have when it comes to interacting with Jesus? Are you going to be bold and name what you want? Or do you remain in your comfort zone saying, I just want you to sit with me? When we come to ask Jesus, what do we, what, when he comes to ask us, what do we seek? Do we seek his love penetrating our soul? Do we seek a renewal? Do we seek a refreshment? Because at any part in our life, at any stage on the timeline of our chronological age, refreshment and renewal are always possible and we should always ask for that so that we can constantly have a steady and fruitful relationship with our God. We are called to seek Christ in every place, in every person, in every situation. When your statement is, your face, Lord, do I seek? Then we must remember what we have found is our beginning. 
the beginning of our ministry in Jesus. And we must trust that he will use us as he created us. Today we also have the question of identity. It's, it's, it's nice to have this reading in between the circumcision of Jesus and the baptism of Jesus because it's all about identity, the naming and circumcision of Jesus. Jesus as the Messiah, as the one that comes to give grace, mercy and healing to all people. And then the identity of Jesus as the one who is baptised, who says from this point on, I am not going to call on the Father, but I am going to be with my people to do my ministry. That's the identity we see. But in today, the question of identity is asked again. But this time, we're not looking at the identity of Jesus as on those two feast days. But the focus of our inquiry today is Peter being named. Today's short message somewhat, feels somewhat crowded. In just a few verses, we encounter Jesus by walking by John the Baptist and Andrew and disciples looking on. And then Andrew finds off to, to, heads off to find Peter. Yet, despite the density of what's happening, there still remains a sense of roominess, a sense of openness. There is space for all of us to too and fro, to look at the movement of Jesus in our lives, the procession, and to look at the about turn as we can change and be with our Lord God. And the space is centred on Jesus. When someone tells us to come and see where he dwells, we are being drawn to a place of transformation. Simon is the son of John. Simon, as the son of John, is at a place of transformation. He is brought to Jesus and he is renamed there. If we ask to know Jesus and to seek Jesus and he takes us to a place of transformation, we must allow the transformative nature of the indwelling of our Saviour as being part of our life. And we must allow that to happen for us individually as well as the parish that we are part of. People are gathered around him in his name and we are constantly caught up in the eternal movement of God, himself toing and froing in our world, leading parishes to different places and spaces and sometimes not in the way that we want but in the way that he thinks we should go. Sometimes parishes and people go into U-turns and go off in a space that they never actually thought they would go. But when we're indwelling in our, when we allow the indwelling of Jesus in ourselves and in our services and in our parish, then it's all in God's hands, isn't it? We don't have to carry too much. We just have to try and listen for the promptings on our hearts. That is why when Jesus is around, there is a sense of spaciousness. It's not crowded at all. It's quite open and, and we are invited into this open, transformative place where we can grow and allow Jesus to abide in us. Our identity is somehow established between himself and the Father in Christ. Because of their relationship, our relationship with Jesus can grow.
we must never lose sight of the place that is given to us within the un, where, when we're in the unbegun, unsurpassable life of God in Jesus Christ. If I can move this paper that's stubbornly stuck to the other one. The good news is that we, like Peter, are always transformed by the indwelling of Jesus. At any point we call Jesus into our hearts, minds and souls, we are never left untouched. We are never left the same. As you come to read the Gospel today, I hope and encourage you to continually seek Jesus to seek his presence in your thoughts, words and deeds. And when seeking Jesus, allow the indwelling that is such a significant part of our relationship with Jesus to guide you in deciding whether you are doing things in your own ego or in your own power or whether you are doing it with a Christ-centred approach and handing things over to our Father in heaven so that your ministry can be fruitful and light, and the burden can be light on your life. The Lord be with you.